and welcome to Real Relationship Talk, the podcast, hosted by Teresha Young, Relationship Master Coach. Now, this podcast delivers open, non-judgmental, heart-to-heart conversations about love, self-love, self-care, dating, and relationships. Using her known and proven four-part methodology, Teresha has shown hundreds of women over the years how to find a deeper understanding of themselves to set themselves up for relationship success. Because she truly believes that every woman deserves to successfully experience love, connection, deep fulfillment and self-validation in every single one of their achievements. So enjoy, take notes and get ready to apply all key messages you learn today. Hello and welcome to Real Relationship Talk, the podcast hosted by yours truly, Teresha Young, Relationship Master Coach, where we have open, non-judgmental, heart-to-heart conversations on love, self-love, self-care, dating and relationships. And for today's episode, I am being joined by the phenomenal Crystalyn Johnson. Welcome. Hi, Teresha. Hello. Welcome to today's episode. Now, everybody, Crystalyn is an ordained minister, chaplain and lifestyle coach. She is the owner of Lifespan Wellness Coaching and holds degrees in psychology, pastoral counselling and That reflects her interest in providing help and encouragement from a Christian perspective. Again, welcome so much to the show. It's a pleasure and honour to have you here. Now, Crystalyn, I would love for you, because that's only a short bio, that's only a little bit of a teaser. I would love for you to tell everybody who's listening a bit more about yourself and what you do. So any key highlights about your life journey and career path that led you to doing what you do? Oh my gosh, Teresha! You know, I, I could I could talk forever, and we don't have that much time. But uh, oh, I'd love to hear. Thank, thank you very much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. It's an honor because I I think you are just starting this series. I am indeed. Or, yeah, so uh, I'm so glad that you asked me to come on. So I'll tell you a little bit about. Um, my journey, since mm-hmm. you put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I am 61 years old. So I'm going to go back way back. Okay, <laughs> when I was about 26. Okay, mm-hmm. I became a born again Christian. And I had not been to college up until that time. So when I came to Christ, I asked him, Lord, what am I going to do now? What would you have me do? He said, go to college. <laughs> so I, I, I got married. And I had a baby and I didn't actually start college until I was 33. So I call myself a a late bloomer. Okay. So I always knew that what I wanted to do was to help people Mm -hmm. because I had a previous career in uh, cosmetology, cosmetology and aesthetics. So I enjoyed helping people feel beautiful about themselves Mm -hmm. and encouraging them. And it just kind of took on another form because I wanted to be a counselor. So I went through my psychology degree. I went through my master's degree. And when you get to that point, that's when you kind of have to decide exactly what you want to do. I found it a little bit too rigid to work within the parameters of what 
a counselor would do in the state of Michigan. Okay. Mm -hmm. They have all kinds of laws and requirements and whatnot. And I just didn't want to do that, basically. Okay. So I started to investigate life coaching because I thought with my personality, that would be a better fit for me. So I started getting into that. And then I had at first a little bit of a difficulty finding my exact niche. Mm -hmm. But I tell you, the Lord is faithful. You don't have to really think that hard. All you have to do is go with the flow. So that's what I did. And as I got older, uh, things started to fall into place. And that's kind of where I am right now. Because as I was getting older, I was really taking care of myself, which is also in my background. You know, I used to be a professional model. Did you know that? I did not. Model and beauty queen. Okay. Go you. Hey. (laughs) And we can quite clearly, for those who are watching us on YouTube, we can see why. Oh, well, thank you. That was many moons ago. (laughs) But when I was a child, I was very much encouraged to keep myself together. And that was always in my mind (laughs) that as I got older, I was going to continue to exercise. I was going to continue to, you know, keep my weight down. I was going to continue to work on myself. And it it was just always there. (laughs) So as I got older and older and older, people started, you know, saying to me, well, you and your daughter look like sisters, you know, and I mean, you know, that's quite a compliment. My daughter's 32 years old mm-hmm. and it just started to kind of sink in. Okay, well, that can be my niche. I can work with mature women and encourage them on how to, you know, continue to care for themselves. Like you say, self-love, yeah. self-care, continue to be healthy, vibrant. It's not like as you're getting older that you just have to go with the deterioration mm-hmm. <laughs> because it is going to happen. You lose hormones, you lose different uh, things in your body. And if you don't replenish those things, then you are going to start looking old. So last year, um, I turned 60 and it was like a light bulb went on in my head. Bing, 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 bing. And I said, okay, wait a minute. 60 is the new 40. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, you know, revelation time. And so that has become my little mantra. And that's what I'm working on, you know, right now is to encourage women as they mature. I think it's just so important, you know, in our Western world, in our Western society, mm-hmm. we revere youth. Whereas in other societies, like in, in uh, Asia and Africa, they revere their elders. Mm-hmm. This, this is the exact opposite, see? Yeah. So af- after you get a certain age, uh, you don't really count anymore, you know? And I'm saying, no, not only do I count, but I still have wisdom. I'm even, I'm even better than I was when I was younger because I have wisdom. I have maturity. I have lessons to give to um, the younger women and the younger girls coming up. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited about it. So yeah, that is my brand right now. 60 mm. is the new 40. I'm 61 right now. And I'm just putting things together. I have a book in the works. It's called uh, <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's called 60 is the new 40 growing with Christ into your God given maturity. Mm-hmm. And then I have a funny little ebook that I'm working on right now. And it's based on some cards that I've been making over the years 
It's called the wise woman's rules for life. Wow. Okay. Wow. That sounds like it's going to be phenomenal. Are they going to be pocket okay. cards that you, are they going to be like, so it's an ebook, is it? An ebook. It's an e-book. Yeah. But okay. you know, you don't know, you know, I don't know where to go from there. You mm. know, I was just telling my husband that things, you know, there are things that I need to get together. I started my YouTube channel, but now I have to have a website, um, you know, to tie together. And I'm trying to do everything at once. You know how it is. You know? I know how it is. But you know what? Yeah. You don't have to see the whole staircase. You just have to take each step at a time. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're just <laughs> opening up and taking one step at a time and seeing where that takes you. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm taking one step at a time. I'm trying to, to get myself firmly established as that lifestyle coach mm. for mature women. I absolutely love that. I would love for you to tell me, because we've spoken about 60 being a new 40, you've had some amazing compliments about how <laughs> youthful you look as well. And I think that's absolutely great. And there's Thank also that, that inner beauty as well, isn't it, that we all exactly. hold. And I would imagine that that inner beauty is linked to mindset absolutely. and also maybe a little bit of the psychology that you have um, experience on. So can you tell us a little bit about the mindset of a 60 year old? Is there some misconceptions? Yes, mm. absolutely. I'll tell you my mindset mm -hmm. is that I was going to stay youthful until I dropped dead. <laughs> okay. That's my mindset. Yep. All right. And it's not about the outer, the visage that we see. Is how you feel in your heart. Okay. It's it's always learning. It's not thinking that someone younger can tell you something. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that where a young person is trying to put forth an idea and the older person will say, well, you can't tell me anything. Yeah. Or, you know, I've been there. I've done that. That is the wrong, wrong, mm -hmm. totally wrong mindset to have. I'm always learning. Yeah. Every day I learn something new. So that is part of my mindset. I'm always open to ideas. And in that way, I can stay fresh. I can mm -hmm. stay with that youthful mindset. The other thing is, as far as spirituality goes, yeah. uh, when you have a relationship with God, he is always there. And that's in my mind, too. Mm -hmm. I'll never, I, I mean, I might get frustrated. I might get depressed. But I'm always able to come out of it. We as people in general, we have to have a relationship with our higher power mm -hmm. that keeps us going. OK. Yeah. So my mindset is also that I'm always moving. Mm -hmm. You know, people get older. I want to say it like that. People become older and all they do is look at TV all day, mm -hmm. you know, and that's unfortunate because once you do that, your whole body just kind of settles down, you know, and, and you do go into that kind of old feeling. Mm -hmm. I don't feel old, yeah. you know, I tell you, I've had some problems with my shoulders lately, you know, um, that I'm going to have to take care of, but I just don't feel old. And mm -hmm. that, that is coming from the inside. Yeah. You know, and from the way, the way I learn things, the way I look at life, it's like, it's always something new. 
and I look for new things. Mm-hmm. And, and another a funny thing that I came up with when my daughter was a little girl is have fun in life. Yes. You know, life is not the grave. You know, we shouldn't be working ourselves into the ground. I see so many like posts on social media where people are talking about we got to grind. We got to do mm-hmm. this, that and the other. And you just said in a minute ago, taking one step at a time. Yeah. You know, that is not my mindset. Mm-hmm. I want to have some fun. I don't care what it is. I want to go to the restaurant. I want to go to the mall. I just want to look outside at the beautiful nature. Mm-hmm. Just have fun. Play some mm-hmm. games. Yeah. That's, that's that mindset that I have. That's a beautiful mindset to have because I remember, you know, many, many years ago when I first started, when I first started a network marketing business, actually, and a lot of the ethos was about grind, go hard, don't eat, don't sleep. You know, you don't have time for this. And it really exhausted me because that is not how I generally work. I am somebody who likes to work by flow and not by force and it felt very forceful I was out of alignment and I just was like very very um spaced out I would say you know I wasn't taking that time for me and over the years of getting to know myself better and knowing what works for me I now work in flow I make sure that I have that work life balance harmony um that I'm having fun that I can take time for me, spending time with family and friends, you know, all of those things that really matter. And sometimes I don't think that we are educated at a young age about that, about lifestyle um, at a young age. What do, you, what do you think about that? Well, you know, you just said it. it as I got older, mm. you know, people, people kind of dread getting older, but you find out more about yourself. You find Mm -hmm. out about who you are. And some people might be telling you do this, do that. Right. But you get to a point where you know who you are and then you can do life your way. Yeah. You know, I'm at a point right now. I don't want to rush for anything. Okay. If it involves rushing, the answer is no. Mm. Okay. And because I know that that doesn't feel good to me, it makes me feel stressed. Um, so, you know, the more we learn about ourselves, the easier it is for us to get on in life. And, you know, it's funny because it just happens as we mature, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah. I was just saying, my daughter is 32 mm-hmm. and she is just now starting to get to that point. And mm-hmm. she has, you know, she has two businesses and well, yeah, she works and she has a business. Right. But she is mature for her age. And she is at that point where if you can't, if you don't want to make an appointment or whatever, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She got here a lot faster than I did, fortunately. But I'm there now. I want to do things on my time. And, you know, (laughs) otherwise, you know, it's just too stressful and I don't want to be stressed. I want to be happy. I want to be, you know, I want to be an encouragement and encourager. You know, when I was in uh, when I was in my bachelor degree, I had a professor and he said that I was the chief exhorter. And I am. I I, want to make you feel good. 
You know, mm-hmm. I want to say nice things about you. And I want to see what you're doing that I can grasp hold of. Yeah. Because I think whoever I'm talking to or in, you know, in contact with, I can learn something. Yeah. You see? And that's really interesting because what you've said you know, during our discussion is the importance of being a learner. Keep educating uh-huh. yourself. Not to think that just because you are older that you've learned everything and that you know everything that it is a learning process and that we can learn from people who are younger from us Uh as well so how do you ensure that you stay fresh that you know what is happening I got that 32 year old daughter (laughs) (laughs) amen and I have some younger cousins Mm -hmm. and I stay in touch with them and but my daughter, she's the main one, though. I mean, she she tells me everything. We went to the mall the other day. Right. Yeah. And she had banging eyeshadow on. Right. And I said, girl, I'm getting that. You know, I don't care how old I am. Right. <laughs> Even if I just put a little bit of it on, I'm wearing it. And, yes. you know, I can't dress like I'm 25. Right. I'm just a little bit more dignified, but not like uh, Mother Teresa, but that's how I look at the trends. You know, mm. I have the YouTube channel now. I have to look at the skincare. What's new? What's hot? What's yeah. different? So I I read and I see. You know, I look at other women. I look at what's going on in the world around me, and I see what's fresh. You know, mm. and then I pick out the things that I like and. I think that, you know, would work well with me. So that's what I do to stay fresh. I look at you. Look at you, Teresha. You're looking good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And nobody, because I'm 38, um, so I'm approaching 40. And I get a lot of people saying to me, but you don't look that age. I thought that you were in the 20s or early 30s. And especially when when you came on, when I first saw you, I said, wait a minute. (laughs) You do not saying that there's something wrong with being a 38 though, but I wouldn't guess that and see, and you have your hair blonded and yeah. everything. It looks gorgeous, you I know? See. So, you know, next time you see me, my hair might be like that. <laughs> we are ready for those who are watching on YouTube. We didn't even realize how synchronized we are. And we both oh. wear navy blue. We've got similar backgrounds as well. It was like, it was just meant yeah. to be this conversation today. Exactly. So I love what you're saying there. So in terms of we're talking about the, the 60 is the new 40, are there any do's and don'ts that you would say for people at the age of 60? Okay, let me drink my water. We also have very similar tumblers as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do's and don'ts. I think I touched on them. Do not close your mind off to new ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Listen to people. Don't think you know everything because you don't. Mm -hmm. Oh, but that was a do. Do listen to people. Mm -hmm. Do watch the trends. Mm -hmm. Do, you know, Look at others, look at what's happening in the world, find out, you know, play with kids. Mm. You know, I am so, you know, I so love to play with children. I like to see babies, you know, when they're born. I like to go to baby showers, do those things that, mm. that young people do. Um, 
and just basically just don't close yourself off to ideas you know don't don't let yourself gain weight <laughs> okay that's kind of a funny one but in my experience when i'm overweight i feel old yeah. i can't move as well you know and another thing is when when you have more weight you have pressure on your your joints your hips mm -hmm. your knees and then you have to go get surgery and all of that so i would say do make sure that you eat right. Don't start eating a lot of junk mm -hmm. and just keep your mind open to ideas. If I think of something else, I'll say it. But those are the main things that I can think of. You have to stay open minded to ideas. Travel. Don't yeah. just stay in one place. You know, mm -hmm. um, go to a hotel. You know, if you're older, just just go do things. Mm -hmm. Don't get stagnant don't wear the same clothes all the time yeah you know and I think that's really interesting because when we are of a younger age we get told to plan for retirement for example uh -huh. and that whole concept for me personally I think it sounds like it's the end doesn't exactly. it plan for retirement for things coming exactly. to a closure and if we can adopt a different mindset early on to say we are planning for the future, but how we are going to continue living life to the fullness of what we can achieve experience. If we start thinking from that from an earlier age, we're not resigned to this concept of, oh, it stops at 60. Now we sit down, we watch TV and we don't do much at that right. age. So for me, it's kind of a bit more planning about what are we going to do? Having goals. I think it's probably really important. You know, you're absolutely right. Now, you know, my husband brought that up the other day. Mm. He was saying that my daughter at this early, you know, earlier age in her life, she needs to start planning for when she gets older. And that is true. You want to have your retirement fund, you know, your pension, this, that, and the other. That is absolutely true. And you have time at that time. Right. Yeah. And so then when you do get older, then you're able to, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor. Because mm. that is true. You do need to plan. Yes. Absolutely. You do need to have goals. I learned from my mother that goals keep you going. Yeah. You goals go. keep you going. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you do need to plan. You have your plan. But that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, sneak out a little bit at times right and yeah. just have fun in your life do things mm. sometimes right yeah absolutely yeah. I agree with that it's striking that harmony it really is and just seeing how you know we can be content in so many different areas of our life and when I work with my coaching clients I like to use a coaching tool called the wheel of life and you just basically look at so many different areas of your life your health your career finances family friends social element your relationships and you just assess how content are you in each one of those lives you know in each one of those areas are you on a scale of one to ten is it ten maximum contentment or is it one now if you're finding that you're rating yourself really lowly then find ways to fulfill yourself to fulfill that area and it's a constant audit I would say of where we are in life mm -hmm. 
It, so, yeah, it's an it's an evolution. Mm. You know, we're, we're constantly evolving. If we aren't evolving, then what's the opposite, right? Yeah. <laughs> Constant evolution. Absolutely. I would say that you know, there's a little concept out there is that we're not a tree. We can actually move. So <laughs> we can move and we can grow and we can flourish. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear a bit more about the Christian perspective that you have and how you or if you use that in your lifespan coaching business with your clients. Uh huh. Absolutely. Well, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. That's who I am. So I, I always I always use it. You know, mm-hmm. I have biblical references for everything <laughs> because the Bible is the book of life. Mm-hmm. You see, So how we're living, um, it tells us how to live, you know, mm-hmm. how to treat other people, you know, how to um, just, yeah, how to treat other people. And, and because we aren't just by ourselves in life, mm-hmm. we have to know how to do that. So my perspective is always, you know, um, that is that I don't want to give that that old thing where they say, what would Jesus do? Because I'm not Jesus. Right. (laughs) But I I do use my Bible all the time. Mm. You know, even if you go to my YouTube channel, I say, how you guys doing today? I'm joyful in the Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. And that one is coming from uh, Nehemiah 810, 8. 10, excuse me, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You see, so those things verses are always in my mind. And if I'm talking with someone and and a verse just pops out, there it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I never want to like hit somebody overhead with my Bible. But when you talk to me, you can definitely know that, you know, I'm a Christian Mm. and I'm happy. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes people are just kind of even scared to share their faith or you know what I mean yeah, I know that and I wonder why do you have any reason why you feel that is because Jesus is not in style <laughs> you know what I'm saying? he's not fashionable <laughs> no seriously um if you notice there's a certain political correctness mm-hmm. that is pervasive right now and you know this I'll tell you something funny that happened to me in my last position as a chaplain yeah. They asked me to introduce myself and and I gave a little introduction. And at the end, I said, amen. And uh, I said, amen, you know, like that. And everybody laughed. Right. Well, later on that day, I got an email that said I wasn't to say amen. Okay. <laughs> what? I'm a Christian chaplain. This is a hospice and I can't say amen. Ah. And they said, well, it's in our um, it's in our employee handbook that we can't talk about religion in the workplace. Okay. so obviously I quit that job, Teresha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It wasn't aligned with where you are and your principles. Exactly. That's absolutely ridiculous. So basically, you're telling me that I can't be who I am, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's what I mean. There's like a um, it's just not politically correct, unfortunately. But those of us who are followers of Christ, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I I pray wherever I go, you know, I'm not worried if you're offended. Why would you be offended about the gospel? Mm -hmm. You see, people who talk to me, people who interact with me, um, they know who I am. Yeah. 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 So I I, I just, it's everywhere. 
mm. in my life because that's just who I am. I don't have to like insert it. It's just who I am. I love does that answer saying. your question? It does, yeah, because I love what you're jumping on there because a key thing what I'm hearing is the power of authenticity and not changing who you are you. for mm-hmm. somebody else or to fit the mould or for some sort of societal or cultural pressure that yeah. sometimes you might experience. And I have you even said that. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, have, have you felt, I mean, other than that situation and that experience that you just shared there, that you have had pressure on you during your life journey to be someone that you're not? Sure. A lot. Sure. Yeah. Have you got a particular experience you could share? I'm trying to think. Hmm. I have to think about that one, Teresha. That's because you know, there, sometimes. There has been. That one, that, that um, example that I gave you, though, that was like the the most ridiculous mm. that has ever happened to me. Yeah. There Where is- somebody came out and told me that I actually couldn't say something out of my mouth. And sometimes we find when it comes to our relationships, because maybe we can just you know, pull this into a relationship angle and context, is that we don't always show up as who we want to be in a relationship. <laughs> And that can be for so many reasons why. And it could be patterns of behavior from the past. It could be that you don't feel comfortable with a partner to be able to speak your truth and be your authentic self. So I would love to hear um, some experiences that you've had or maybe one experience, whatever you feel comfortable sharing in terms of, of dating and relationships and how you have found those experiences. You know, fortunately, I did not, well, fortunately, I, I'm saying it like this. I didn't become a Christian until I was about 26 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So before that, that's just a whole other life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just a whole other life. Part that. A whole other person. I'm a new creature in Christ from mm-hmm. that time forward, you see. Yeah. So from that time forward, I was just so... Um, so filled with the Lord that it didn't matter. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you were going to be with me, that's how I am. I was not changing that Mm -hmm. because it is about authenticity. If someone doesn't like you the way you are, then they need to move on and get somebody that they feel Mm -hmm. more comfortable with. That's the way I felt. Yeah. So I just, um, I never tried to change myself. I'm in my, my second marriage right now, mm-hmm. but in my first marriage, it was the same way, you know, and uh, I never had a problem with it. You know, as a matter of fact, I think that that lifts, I live, I think that lifts my husband up the way I am, you yeah. know? Yeah. And the way we are, and it's the um, process of acceptance and accepting somebody for who they are, where they are, right in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because quite often we can want somebody to change for whatever reason that might be. And it's just understanding why it is, because that person might not want to change. Um, and it does really depend upon really, you know, what are the, the behaviors that are causing concern or something like that? 
You mean the 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 other person when you're coming into a relationship, right? Yes. Yeah. Usually, when you're coming in or you start a new relationship or dating experience, of course, you can fall absolutely in love with that person where they are, and then over time, certain things start to pop up in that relationship and you think oh I don't like that type of behavior or wouldn't it be better if that and and sometimes we're so quick to fulfill the other person's need or their requirement but then we lose ourselves along the way and I'm not sure whether you've um whether you experienced that personally or if with your, your coaching clients, where you have conversations with them, where they feel that they can't speak up in a relationship. Sure. You know, we're going to go right back to what you said before is all about authenticity. Mm. Okay. If you can't be who you are around other people or around the person that you want to have a relationship, that ought to be a red flag. You know, mm. sometimes though people, uh, and I want to say women, in particular, they want that relationship so badly, yeah. right? Like you said, you fall absolutely in love. Although I really don't know how you fall in love with somebody that is not on the same wavelength. So mm-hmm. here is a verse for you, okay? Yeah. Do not be unequally yoked <laughs> with an unbeliever. And that doesn't necessarily mean an unbeliever, um, you know, for other people. It means that you cannot be with somebody who isn't like you. Mm-hmm. Okay, if there are too many differences, you know, yeah, you you can't do it. It's just it's just not going to work because either one or the other or both of you are going to feel so much pressure to conform mm-hmm. to the other person's way of being that you end up losing yourself. Yeah. And then, so what is it? You gain a relationship, but you lose yourself. If you can't be yourself in a relationship, you know, what is it all for? We're all on a journey to mm-hmm. find someone that we can go through life with that um, that likes the same things we do, mm-hmm. that are on the same wavelength. We're yeah. walking down the same road. You can't walk down that road with somebody who isn't like you. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. And you can't change them. Mm. And they can't change you. Mm. That's really, really powerful what you say there and working together and walking along that path together. Yeah. I always say that you can split the word relationship into two. You've got the first <laughs> part being relations, so the way that you relate to each other. Then you've got the ship. You have to be sailing that same ship. Oh, amen. Yeah, right. amen. Going in uh-huh. the same direction to the same destination. That's yeah. what the ship part is of that relationship. And the importance of being able to be yourself and be authentic and to sell that shit. Because, yes, there will be differences when it comes to relationships because that's what we're different people and we're always growing and changing. But one of the key things for compatibility is to have those shared values, those, those shared interests and those shared hobbies as well. There will be different hobbies, but then also is that, that togetherness, mm-hmm. which is so key when it comes to relationships. Have you got, because you mentioned that you are in your your second marriage right now. So have you got any key ingredients for having a healthy, loving relationship? Well, I'm a, you know, something as you were talking just then, Mm. it, the word acceptance Mm. (laughs) just kind of jumped out at me, you know, because that's another thing. Sometimes in our relationships, we expect a person to be absolutely perfect 
to, to meet every criteria that we have, mm. you know, and, and we're looking for Mr. Right or Ms. Right. And that person just doesn't exist because that's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Real people are real people, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> acceptance, right? Being an older, mature woman. I got stretch marks and everything, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, and and I often thought when when I was ready to get married again, I often thought I looked at myself and I thought I said, well, you know, if I get a n- new husband, is he going to accept me? Is he going to think I'm beautiful? Mm-hmm. You know. And then I got to a point well where I said, well, whatever, <laughs> you know, because if he doesn't, that's probably not the man for me. Yeah. So it, it's a process of getting to know yourself, what you will accept. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny because when I did get into that mindset, um, I found that my husband was accepting of me and I was accepting of him. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody is perfect. But as you're on that journey together, you you accept that person's foibles. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you there. And a key thing that you're saying is self-acceptance there. Because yeah. once, for example, let's make reference to what you're saying about stretch marks. So once yeah. you fully accept that this is your body and you will love yourself fully and completely for who you are, where you are right now, you are sending out that energy to be in vibrational match to your husband. Because if you're putting out the energy to say, I love myself, who I am, I accept myself for who I am, then your husband comes along. He's a vibrational match to that energy because he's like, yes, I will accept you because you accept yourself. It all starts with us. And we have to do that inner work, self-love, self-care self-acceptance if we want somebody to accept us we first have to accept ourselves. if we want somebody to love us we first have to love ourselves as well um if you want somebody who for example has a religious background because you have a religious background then you have to be practicing that and sending out that intention for that to come your way i do feel it's all about the intentions that we set for ourselves (laughs) okay so uh, I was I was single for about 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where I was saying, well, shoot, I, I really want to, you know, get married again. You know, I really want to get married again. I'm ready to get married. Mm-hmm. OK. And I had friends around me and they're all giving me advice. Oh, go online, you know, meet someone online. And I said, ah, I really wouldn't rather do that. I really would like to meet someone just in my natural environment, right? Yeah. So at that time, I was going for ministerial training and we would meet every week. And I would tell my pastor and I would tell the other people, I said, you know, I really want to get married. Would you guys pray for me, right? Mm. And they, they started praying for me. And I started praying. I said, I really want to meet somebody at church. And actually, I had been saying that before I joined that church. Okay. But I said, I really want to meet someone at church because at least then I have a halfway chance mm-hmm. of finding someone who is, you know, a Christian as well. Yeah. Sure enough, Teresha, uh, we had a we had a movie at our church on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, what year was that? 2018, I believe. And I was there um, helping. I was the greeter at the door. And 
I opened the door to this one very handsome man. And guess who that is right now? <laughs> Let me say, I'm going to take a guess. That's your husband right now, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, 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 I greeted him at the door. And, you know, he had this beautiful silver hair, well, white and everything was white hair. Look at here. Let me show him hospitality. You know, when when I had to leave early that night, but in in my heart and in my mind, I was thinking, I was like, wow, I hope he comes back, you Mm. know, and he did. He came back and he joined our church and. About nine months later, we got married. You know, at first we just ignored each other. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were nice to each other and everything, but you know, I'm the minister. I'm sitting up here and he's sitting back here. Mm -hmm. Right. But you know, this is what the Lord does. He just brought us just like that. We were face to face. And I'm going to tell you something during that time I was working on myself. Yeah. Okay. I went to the police Academy and I became a police chaplain. I became a hospice chaplain. And when I started feeling really good about myself and as a hospice chaplain, yeah. I took him aside and I told him all about my new job and everything. And I mean, you know, you could just feel it. And and later on that day, I got a phone call from him. <laughs> wow. That just, that just began. He talked through my pastor at first. And, mm-hmm. you know, can I, can I text you? Is it okay to text you? <laughs> then that's just how it started. And just the next thing was like a whirlwind. And we got married like three months later. And that's how the Lord works. Like you say, mm-hmm. pray, set your intentions. This is what you want to happen. In the meantime, develop yourself. Yeah. You know, do the things that make you more, well, make you better as a person. I'm a service oriented person. Mm -hmm. I like to work with people. I like to hold people up when they're down. So that's just me. Now, somebody else might want, you know, have another thing that they do, you know, Mm -hmm. that they do very well. And as they develop themselves doing that thing, then that person that they're trying to, to attract is going to come. Yeah. You know, we can't just sit and say, Oh my gosh, I want a relationship. Let me hop online. You know, that's not the real world. You know, Mm -hmm. it may be for some people. okay, but for me, that just wasn't the real world. I had to be out and about doing the things that I uh, that I do. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's that's key because you set your intention and you set your your needs and your wants and your preferences. So your intention was not to meet somebody online. Your intention was to meet somebody in a natural environment. Your intention was to meet somebody within the church as well. You set your intentions, you did the prayer, and that's what you attracted. But also, you continue to work on yourself. You didn't just sit there waiting for somebody to just show up on your doorstep and you haven't actually done the work and you're just being stale. You continue to live a vibrant life. Yeah, I took my time as a single woman to do some of the things that had been, you know, like on the back burner. Mm. I had always wanted to be a chaplain, like from the time I had graduated and I just didn't get around to it. You know, Mm. life was happening. But at this particular time, I said, you know, I'm going to go for what I want to do. Mm. And it just was a very, very enriching experience that I loved a lot. I mean, it's women out there and I'm talking to them right now they have things that they have put on the back burner 
yeah. you know, while they're searching for that certain someone, don't do that. Whatever it is that you want to do, do it because mm-hmm. that's how you're going to find that person that, um, that you're looking for yeah. by doing you. <laughs> is that a cliche? It might be a cliche, but it's the truth. You have to do it. you. Yeah, do you? Absolutely. And it will happen often in case when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. And there are people who definitely do meet people online, but they have got themselves into that vibrational match to meet that person online. They set the intention, but they're still doing the work on themselves. And that's what is absolutely key. And what I also really love about your story, Crystalline, is that you met your husband over the age of 40. Oh, yeah. And some people are so worried about meeting somebody because they think that they won't be able to meet them over the age of 40. But I was 57. 57 when you did. Did you at that point, being that you were single for a while as well, think it's not going to happen for you? I, you know, I didn't think that. But what used to happen is that younger guys would always approach me. Hmm. Right. I didn't have a whole gaggle of people you know this is what my husband said he said he he was scared to talk to me at first because he thought I would have a lot of you know other suitors I didn't have any (laughs) but the ones who did you know tend to talk to me were much younger Mm -hmm. and I knew that I really didn't want anyone much younger because you know they're in a different life stage they Mm want to have kids and things like that you know and I wasn't able to do that so I didn't feel because of my age but I just felt that, um, you know, it was going to have to be somebody closer to my age. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, when you have that faith, Teresha, I had that faith, really, that, you know, God might take his time, but he's always on time. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know when it's going to happen. I was keeping myself up, you know, going to the gym, eating right, trying to dress well, you know, and all of that. So I knew I was attractive. It wasn't that so much. It was, it was God's timing, Mm -hmm. you know, and when he sees your faithfulness, you know, when I first went to that church, I didn't have the idea. Oh, I'm gonna go to church and meet a husband. You know, (laughs) my, my, my reason to go there was to worship number one. Mm -hmm. And then I had been made a minister number two. So those things were important to me. Yeah. You know, I cannot stress it enough how we have to do things that are important to us. Mm -hmm. Volunteer, you know, if you like working with animals, whatever you like to do, do that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear. And so much of what you are saying is the importance of, filling yourself up, filling up your cup first. And then when we are able to fill ourselves up, fill up our own cup, we can give so much more to other people, to our passions, to volunteering, to another person who comes into your life to compliment you, not to complete you, because I always say that we are already whole, we are already complete as a person. But somebody can come and compliment you and you can share that experience with that person who comes into your life. Because yeah. when I'm working with women who are over the age of 40 and they've been single, sometimes you just have to open up your parameters a bit mm-hmm. more um, in terms of what, what might be available as well. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you cannot... If you've got a man menu, so to speak, and all of these things that you would like on your man menu, it's maybe just opening up that parameter just a little bit more. 
Would you agree? You're, you're absolutely right. Well, you know, when I said that the younger men were attracted, actually, my husband is two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but so it was still a younger man. No, that, that's not that bad. But yeah. when you say open up the parameters, there's a lot of African-American women who say that they will not date outside of a black man. Mm-hmm. OK. And I said, well, I'm too old for that. Okay? <laughs> I, I can't be that tight. I really can't. And, and, and I'm thinking in my mind, whoever, you know, approaches me and is going to be a good fit for me, that's who I'm going with. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can't, you know, you get to a certain point where, you know, you cl- you closing off your blessings. Yeah. You know, when you do like that. Mm, that's so true so there's a lot of value to say if you look for the qualities of, of somebody and right. not necessarily the physical appearance because we all know that right. looks can change um, for various different reasons as we age or there could be some unfortunate reason why uh, something's happened no illness whatever that could be looks can fade and they can change but if you focus on the qualities and how you want to feel within yourself with that person in a relationship, then you're more likely to find that person or to have that relationship, Mm -hmm. which is, I think is so key. What would you describe, keeping on the theme of relationships and and love, what would you say is your personal definition of love? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What is my personal definition? Um... And, and this is personal. Yes. Okay. 100%. I, I appreciate my husband because he is a solid rock, mm. you know, and I love that about him. Yeah. So my personal definition of love is I feel love when I can depend on that person. They can depend on me. We complement each other. Mm. Um, we feel deeply. We have an intimacy. That's mm. so important to have that intimacy. Mm. I can talk to him about things. He can talk to me about things. Sometimes we have to think, well, hmm, do I really want to say that or something like that? But basically, it's that person that you can talk to, that person who is there for me and mm. I'm there for him. That to me is love. It's not like all, you know, hearts and roses and flowers. My definition of love is a little bit more practical. Mm. You know, it's it's what we do for each other, how we're there for each other, you mm. see, is is what I think love is. So that is that a good one. I mean, you know, yeah. It is personal and there is no right or wrong answer to that because love can be defined in so many aspects for different people. And it's important to know what that means for you and especially for people who are searching for love. Because if you don't know what you're looking for, then you will miss the opportunity when it's there. Yeah, you know, it's that acceptance too. Mm. You know, I just... I feel love when I feel accepted Mm. and when I accept him. Yeah. You see, I love Um, because I mean, it's things that, you know, might be in the backdrop of Mm. people's lives. If you can't accept that, you can't love that person. You see, 
you have to you have to be able to embrace that whole person. Yeah. Not just little bits, mm. you know, well, he's good at this time. He's good when he does this, you know, she's good when she does that. Yeah. It's, it's that whole person that you have to embrace. And when you can embrace that whole person, then that is love. Yeah. I completely hear that. And I know for me personally, love I have to feel a sense of safety Yes, in that relationship as well. And safety can also be a word that can be broken down into so many different components. But the foundation of feeling safe in a relationship is so important for me as one of my my criteria as well, my definition of love, because Mm -hmm. there can be so much uncertainty. Sometimes people aren't even physically or emotionally available when it comes to our relationships. Mm -hmm. And then that can make you feel anxious. You may become a bit avoidant, start pushing people away. But I know that when I'm in love, I feel completely safe in it. And another one of my components, yeah, is appreciation of the other person. So I'm sure you've got many situations where, you will extend appreciation and thanks to your husband. And sometimes we're not very good in relationships of actually telling somebody, thank you, or I appreciate you um, and sending that out because people love to be appreciated, of you course. know, and to feel valued in a relationship. When we went through our uh, marital, premarital counseling, that's one of the things that our pastor said about that, mm-hmm. that men want to feel appreciated. Yeah, you know, and that feels like love to them, mm. that appreciation. And I think one of the reasons why that could be as well is because, you know, naturally, if we look at our energies and we think about the feminine energy, we've got the masculine energy as well. The masculine is a very much a provider energy. Exactly. And that's what you know, men will have probably more of the dominant energy of is that masculine energy they want to provide. So therefore, if they're providing, it's the appreciation, the receptive energy from the woman, um, if it's a man-woman relationship dynamic, is to say thank you. And for the man to also feel, okay, yeah, I, I want to give you some more now. You know, I want to provide for you even more. So it's it's striking that that balance as well. Now, and particularly, yeah, what you spoke about um, with regards to opening up the parameters and saying some people won't date necessarily out of their culture um, mm. for other reasons. However, sometimes th- there can be that mindset of not wanting to do that, but it's not always the most helpful. And I think if anybody has that mindset is to understand why, (laughs) you know, is it a stigma? Is it the fear of people telling you that you've lost your way, the fear of um, people not accepting Mm -hmm. that relationship? There's so many things I feel that can stop people from actually getting the love that they truly desire and deserve because of other people and external factors. Mm. You have to be open, you know, but I just want to go back to what you said about the safety mm. right? because it, you, you hit the nail on the head right there as far as love. But, you know, um, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Right? Safety is right there at the bottom. Mm. It's the bottom rung. So if you don't feel safe with someone, that's another red flag. Right. Yeah. You have to feel safe. Yeah. And now with what you were just saying, um. You have to open up the parameters, okay? Mm. When you get to a certain age, and I want to say maybe 50, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) 
whatever somebody else thinks that's their business mm. because I have to live my life and I have to do what's best for me at that particular time. Yeah. You see? And yes. so, um, yeah, you, you have to open up, you have to open up. You cannot be that rigid where you don't even look somewhere because you, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's plenty of people around, you know, um, but you just have to look, you have to open it up. I'm going to tell you something funny too. Yeah. I'm five, nine. My husband is five, six. Right. And when I first met him, I was like, Oh man, he's so cute. He's so handsome. He's got that hair and everything. Mm-hmm. But I told a friend of mine, cause she said, well, don't you know anybody like at church? And I said, well, there's this one really uh, good looking guy and I'm interested, but he's so much, she's short. She <laughs> you know I said, she's, she's so much shorter than me. But she told me, she said, dead looking in my eye. She said, are you going to let that stop you from being happy? Wow. You know, and I had to think about it. And I guess I thought about it for quite a long time. But then when I became a chaplain, because I would always be talking with him, you know, um, just not like dating or anything. But when I became a chaplain and I just really felt so good about myself, all of a sudden, for some reason, that didn't matter. You know, and again, it's about self-love. If you love yourself, you don't put those harsh um things on other people. They have to be, I mean, I'm 57 years old. All the NBA players, they married by now, right? Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to get this nice looking, stable, yes, attractive, loving man. And it doesn't matter. You know, um, it, it, it's funny because now the longer we get married, the more <laughs> our, our equaling out. <laughs> I think that's kind of like an emotional thing. Mm. And, and I think it's the, and it's like that for both of us, you know, yeah. he'll come up to me and he'll say, well, see, you're not so tall, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's a funny thing, yeah. but I know people who will just, who will just remain rigid in that yeah. mindset and say, oh, well, this is a black guy. This is a white guy. This is an Asian. Oh, he's too short. He's too tall, whatever. And then they miss out on love. I think that is the wisest thing that my friend said to me. She yeah. said, is that going to, are you going to let that stop you from being happy? Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and I said, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Exactly. And now look where you are. You're in a very happy, loving marriage with that said person. Yeah. And imagine being here right now, looking back on reflection and thinking, you could still have been single for all you know, because the person who was your person was staring you right in your face. Exactly. And that is. He brought him to my church. He brought him to the door. He brought him right to the door. And it's funny because he was, he came there to meet someone else, but the other person was late. Excuse me. The other person was late. Right. And so while she was late, I moved in. Okay. (laughs) You, you got your opportunity exactly I said well you know I'm gonna move in I'm gonna show him some hospitality and we went and ate chocolate cake together and he pulled out his wallet and he had his cat pictures and I pulled out my phone and I had my cat pictures can you believe that he had three cats I had three cats mm. is that God or what 
You know, it's hard to meet somebody who even likes a cat, a man who likes (laughs) a cat. And he had three and I had three. So this is what I'm saying. When you open up those parameters and you just, yeah, just open up. Keep your mind open, right? You don't know what's going to happen because this guy is at work all the time. He Mm -hmm. might just be waiting for you to get a clue as to how he's working. Yeah. Don't miss the signs. Notice the signs exactly. and the synchronicities that are there. Yeah. Sometimes they're staring us right in the face. And I have to say, you have such a wonderful friend for asking you that question. Because yes. again, that could have been a major blockage to your happiness. And so it's really good that you were able to have that and you know to witness that and process it and think no it's not going to stop my happiness no, and now look where you are right now he he had a house already that he had been living in for 27 years right mm-hmm. so I talked about stability yes talk about safety you know he already had all of that um mm-hmm. and here's another funny thing now my friend that I told you who said that actually I used to work for her and she is a psychiatrist and she's married to a psychiatrist. Right. And I was telling her, I was saying, you know what? I want to marry a doctor because I didn't get my PhD. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to be a doctor by proxy. Right? <laughs> you know, my husband is a PhD. So oh, this is in your heart. Mm-hmm. God knows the desires of your heart. Yes. And the other thing is that my friend being a psychiatrist they know the questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Like coaches, we know the questions to ask. Yes. The, the answer is already there within the person. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we doubt ourselves. Yeah. You know, so we need someone to kind of encourage those things to come out. And that's what she did for me. We were just talking one day. And this was a wonderful friend of mine. Just really turned out to be a wonderful friend. I told her that she said, are you going to let that stop you from being happy? And she looked at me like that. You know, she gave me that look. Mm -hmm. And I said, I have to think about it. Yeah. No. And I said, I need to start being more open. And then, then of course, it was a process of months because I really wanted to get myself together to a point where I felt like I could be, you know, an interesting person and Mm. I could be doing some things and serving the way I wanted to serve. Mm -hmm. And then after that happened, just everything just, you know, came into alignment. Yeah. So firstly, you had to say yes. And I think that's key. You said yes to this opening. And when you said yes to the opening, then you started to do things to better the situation even more so. I said yes. Thank you. I'm not going to let this stop my happiness. Come hither, come my way. And I'm going to make sure that I am the best version of myself for myself and also for the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. Being open, I think, is so key. Open and aware of what is being aware of what you can receive Mm -hmm. there is so important. I think, you know, that's that's true because many times I think that we have a hard time finding a relationship because it's just so many criteria, Mm. you know, and our criteria, a lot of times it's not realistic. 
You know, I used that height example again, you yeah. know, that was not, it wouldn't have been realistic for me at my age to be, you know, most of the good men were already married, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even being the chaplain as a police chaplain, when I went to the police academy, all the men were married, they're yeah. older and married, right? And so here I am in a situation where I'm older, looking for marriage, I wasn't looking for uh, a boyfriend. And mm-hmm. I it's funny because I told my husband that we were talking one day out in the parking lot and I said, I'm looking for a husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because he couldn't say anything. He was like, <laughs> you know, but I looked at him, right? I said, I'm looking for a husband. Mm-hmm. But he got the message loud and clear. Yeah. That's another thing. You cannot, excuse me, I got hair in my eye. You cannot beat around the bush yes. when you're um, dating someone. You need to tell them upfront. You know, a lot of women are scared to do that. They think it's going to chase the guy away. If that guy is not looking for the same thing, mm-hmm. then toodaloo, nice to with you. God bless you. Have yeah. a nice life because you cannot take someone who isn't marriage minded or wanting to be together minded. and make them into that person you see it's awareness like you say it is awareness and it's being okay with stating what you want what you need what your ambitions are for a relationship at the start because there's so many people who will plod along in a dating experience and because they haven't communicated what the expectations are they get to six months down the line and then they realize that they weren't sailing the same ship at all during that time so I like that you said to him up front I'm looking for marriage okay I'm looking for a husband you know if that's you great let's talk if it's not you then goodbye (laughs) and you know it's funny because he went back and told his friend um that I said that to him and his friend had to tell him well I think she's interested (laughs) (laughs) if you can't really between the lines then yeah I think she's giving you a hint he was in that same space too, though. Yes. You know, yeah. He was in the same space too. Um, mm-hmm. He wanted to be remarried. And, you know, you, you have to be in alignment with the person. Yeah. You can't make up a false alignment, right? You can't make a wannabe alignment. Oh, huh, I like him. I'm in the alignment. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know in your heart when you are. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. You, know you absolutely feel it. You know that and you will know when you're not in alignment and when it's bringing you more pain than the actual joy. If you're getting more pain and frustration and annoyance from that dynamic, then you're not in alignment. Well, sorry, you probably are in alignment with whatever you are attracting, but that's not the alignment you want to be in with. You want to be in flow. You want to be in joy. You want to be in happiness, love. And if you're not feeling that, that's that's the red flag. (laughs) They spot the red flags when it comes exactly. to relationships and don't let um, external pressures. I always say, you know, whose life are you living? Are you living uh-huh. somebody else's life? Somebody mm-hmm. else's expectations, your family, your friends. So whose life are you living? Mm-hmm. Live your own life. This is your journey. We have this one life to make the most of it. And I love the fact that you, no matter what age you were, you found that love and you attracted that love to you because you knew what you wanted. You set the intentions, you did your prayers and you kept doing you. Uh-huh. 
and that's amazing, Kristen. That, you just wrapped it up. <laughs> you wrapped it up. In a oh, that's it. All done. Oh, well, no, I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. You shared so much, and I know that the listeners are going to take so much away from this. I hope you have been taking notes if you have been listening to this or watching this. And Kristalyn, I would love for you to leave the listeners with one, I know we left so many messages in this, but it's a one key message that could help them along their journey of love, life and relationships. Do you. Do you, yeah. That's the one message. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Be authentic, same thing. Do you be authentic when you that's what you're going to attract. Mm-hmm. And if you are at peace with yourself, you love yourself, you've developed yourself and you are doing you, everything will fall in. Yeah. That, that is it right there. That, that's, that's it. That's it. Do you. And you know what? That is a powerful message for people to take away. Do you be authentic? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Crystalyn, where can people find out more about you in terms of what you do, contact you, and any future activities you've got going on? Okay, you have, you're going to put my my um, social media. I will do. I'll drop all of the links there. Is there a preferred social media platform for them to contact you on? I'm, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, you know, pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm also on YouTube at Lifespan Wellness and Beauty, 60 is the new 40. Mm-hmm. I can send you a link for that too, if I haven't um, sent it to you already. I think I've got that link, yeah. You can also email me mm-hmm. at Johnson at gmail.com. Brilliant. And everybody, remember Crystalyn said that she's got a ebook coming up, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> in the future. So make sure you follow that. Uh, and follow her socials because I'm sure she'll be announcing when that is already and published there. Yeah, yeah. It's the ebook, and then I have the real book, you know. But mm-hmm. the ebook came about again, you know, because my daughter, you know, and she says, "Mom, you you ought to be making an ebook, right?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes, you're right. Actually, my brother is um, a, a writer, and he has a publishing company, and he has many books out, and and." And she writes and I write, everybody writes. Why am I not right? Yes. So you'll see a lot um, more from me, you know, in that area as well as um, blogging, because I really, I do love to write. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I will announce, you know, when those things come up. Oh, I'm so excited. I follow Crystalyn's account, so I know that I'm not going to miss out because I have FOMO. So I'm not going to miss out on any of her future activities. So be sure to follow Crystalyn. I'll drop all of her social media handles in the description section somewhere where this is posted. So Crystalyn, a huge thank you so much for your time and energy, your wisdom and your insights shared today. And for everybody who has listened or watched this episode, thank you so much. And until the next one, do take great care of yourself and other people. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Now if you are motivated and encouraged after listening to this, please follow and subscribe to this podcast. Hey, and whilst you're there, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and add a review. We would love to hear what aha moments there were for you. And hey, you know that saying, sharing is caring. 
to tell your family and friends about this podcast too. Now, you can connect directly with Cherisha at www.cherishayoung.com. You can also follow her across all social media platforms and you'll find her under Cherisha Young. And there you'll be able to see what else she has to offer. So until next time, take great care of yourself and others too.